0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one. man. They're... they're, they're- Day one homies for the Nick Bob podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you have pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality. Because we all know a new set of windows, a new door can do a lot of things for you. It can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus, it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes and then some. Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella, second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza. All on the app. Runza makes it all better. All right, so a little bit of an emergency uh, podcast going right now because we got some big news out of Nebraska football camp, big news out of, of Scott Frost press conference on Monday afternoon. Adrian Martinez is out for the final game of the season against Iowa with a shoulder injury. By all accounts, heard it at the end of the, the first half of the game at Wisconsin. He missed a series, then he came back for the entire second half and almost beat the Badgers. And now Adrian Martinez is officially out. So his season is officially done. And by all accounts, it appears like Martinez could potentially need surgery and could be looking at, you know, a a five, six-month recovery for this this surgery. Been used in terms like he's got to get it taken care of and all that stuff, which is, you know, kind of coded language for, you know, a potential uh, surgery that could be on deck. Just brutal. I mean, th- this guy has had uh, quite the quite the season with injuries. Broken jaw that was wired shut for a bit after a big hit at uh, Michigan State. He had a bad high ankle sprain, then played through it, and now with this shoulder injury, it's just been a uh, it's been a tough, tough year for Adrian Martinez on a variety of fronts, and obviously with this news and the already lingering question of hey will adrian martinez come back come back next season it's a fascinating topic to try to figure out it's crazy to to think did, did we just watch last weekend adrian martinez's final game at nebraska is this seriously how the adrian martinez story ends at nebraska those are heavy-loaded questions, and let's let's try to unpack all, all of those things. First of all, what, what's tough in kind of, as I was cooking up this podcast, what's, what's tough with all this is you don't want to give a premature goodbye, you know? You, you don't want to write the final chapter and the final paragraph in the Martinez-Nebraska story, and then he comes back. Because he certainly could. But nevertheless... This could be the end of the book. And, man, this story and this potential ending was not what any of us had in mind with Martinez when he arrived here and what any of us were expecting. So, to me, I kind of, like, th- this could be a premature kind of goodbye and all that stuff, but but just in case this is the end, I want to say a few things on Martinez, and I'm sure we'll have numerous Martinez conversations, whatever the decision is over the next month or so. Uh, but I, I wanted to I wanted to say a few things on Martinez, and then kind of give my thoughts on what's next for him. But with with Adrian Martinez, so let's kind of let's kind of work our let's let's go back and work our way up. With Adrian Martinez, it, it's it's interesting how impactful. Hype can be, how impactful who you are associated with can be, and how impactful first impressions can be. To understand the Adrian Martinez saga and this story and, and all that, I think you must first understand, and I know I'm I'm preaching to, I'm talking to people that already know this, but you got you to gotta reset everything. The first thing you have to understand is four years ago, Scott Frost was the hottest coach in the country. Central Florida was undefeated. He was on his way to winning the national coach of the year. He had his pick of Florida, Florida State. Like He, he had his pick. He was the most coveted coach. And at that point... Scott Frost's track record and reputations with quarterbacks and offense were basically impeccable. Marcus Mariota, Vernon Adams, Mackenzie Milton, all elite quarterback performers. And then the offensive output kind of spoke for itself from his time as an offensive coordinator calling plays at Oregon and then his time as a head coach at Central Florida. I bring that up. Because it's important in the framing of Martinez and his arrival. This was the best quarterback coach and offensive mind. Who was the hottest coach in the country. And this guy, Adrian Martinez, was his hand-picked guy. Think about that now. If you remember, Scott Frost was flying across the country from Orlando, Florida to Fresno, California. You don't get much more across the country than that. He was flying across the country from Orlando to Fresno during that time period where he was taking the Nebraska job and still coaching Central Florida in their bowl game just to land his hand quarterback. Think about that. Also... Scott Frost had a chance to potentially take Joe Burrow, who was an Ohio State transfer, got family ties to Nebraska. Frost said, no thanks, I got my guy, Adrian Martinez. So this was the hottest coach in the country, the guy with the most quarterback credibility, and this was his hand-picked guy to run his offense as he returned to his alma mater to coach at Nebraska. So when you combine all of that with then first listening to Adrian and talking to Adrian Martinez. I remember I interviewed Martinez prior to his arrival to Nebraska when I was doing my radio show at 1620. So this would have been in December of of 2017. I I had Martinez on my radio show. He's probably the best player interview I've ever had. He, He was incredibly impressive as a senior in high school. Which, you know, as we know, the quarterback spot require requires some of that it stuff for personality, right? And he appeared to have it. And then secondly, when you think about watching the how you felt watching him the the first time, when you when you watched him play the first time, that Colorado game, he blew me away. And anyone that watched, away the athleticism, the feel, the arm, the quickness, the burst, the accuracy—he looked incredible at age eighteen in his first college game. You're like, oh my god! And although Martinez got banged up at the end of that game, and Nebraska ultimately went on to go four and eight that season, which maybe should have been a a, a harbinger of things to come. But at the end of the day, they finished the season four and two. But w- although Nebraska went 4-8, and eight, when, you, when you saw the natural ability Martinez had, combined with what he did on the field as a freshman, it did make perfect sense that he was a Heisman candidate heading into his sophomore year. Which is an incredible moment in time to freeze and then fast forward to now. I don't know if anybody... Saw this Martinez roller coaster of her career coming. And nobody really saw this level of losing coming f- from Nebraska for the next three years. The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by my good friends at White Castle Roofing. And I've owned two homes in my life, one in Omaha and now one in Lincoln. And both times when I had some damage to my roof, White Castle Roofing was who I trusted. With the job, I had some hail damage to my roof in Omaha. White Castle took care of that and did a great job. And then I had a leak with my skylight in Lincoln. My guy Ben from White Castle was able to come over, take a look at things, get the pieces needed to fix it, communicated every step, and boom! The... It's truly remarkable. With Martinez, the hype being the handpicked guy by the by the quarterback and offensive guru, and and Scott Frost being the savior for a one-storied, blue-blood college football program combined with the first impression of watching him. It's amazing to think that this is how it could end for Adrian Martinez. It's amazing. When you think of Adrian Martinez, everything I'm about to say is true. Heisman candidate, To being benched at one point. Jaw-dropping plays to forehead-slapping, game-losing mistakes. All-time career offense leader in Nebraska history. Four straight losing seasons. Arguably the most talented quarterback ever at Nebraska. Zero bowl game appearances. How can all those things be true? How? The Martinez story is a head-scratching and complicated one to explain and try to understand. Martinez is an example of how stats can be a little misleading. But but I think the Martinez story also illustrates the realities that football is the ultimate team game. Stats being misleading because of the fact that, you know, he's the all-time career offense leader at Nebraska, yet has a losing record, didn't have one winning season, didn't have a single bowl game appearance. But, but, in my opinion, and this is where the, the ultimate team game thing comes into play, in my opinion, Adrian Martinez never had enough around him. Adrian Martinez was a little bit of a victim of circumstances. And the more I watch sports, the more you realize there are very few players that can defy circumstances. Like, I think what you're seeing now is you put Tom Brady anywhere, he's going to win. I think by now, after watching... LeBron James for 18 years, you realize, you put LeBron James anywhere, he's going to win. But there are very few players that can defy circumstances. And I think Adrian Martinez was a little bit of of a victim of circumstances. As Tom Chattel put it in his column, Adrian Martinez was the right guy at the wrong time. And I think that's kind of true. I feel like, to put it simply... I know a good quarterback when I see one, and he's a good quarterback. Again, with the reality being, he never had enough help. I mean, think about it, guys. He dealt with a very, very shaky offensive line his whole career. By the way, for two of the years, he was dealing with a guy that had never played center before and was snapping it over his head, and every single snap, it was going to be a a roller coaster to figure out, okay, where's this ball coming out, and i got to catch that. Okay, so he's dealing with that he never had a good running back, a reliable running back. he never had that that situation was never even stable. outside of his freshman year and and his senior year, he he had arguably the worst wide receivers I've ever seen at Nebraska. His sophomore year and junior year was was probably the worst collection of wide receivers I've ever seen at the University of Nebraska. That's kind of hard when you're a quarterback. The other thing, he was on a team that had basically the worst special teams in the country for four straight years, which constantly put him in terrible field position situations, and having a bad field goal kicker impacted a lot of things. The red zone, some of the decision-making there, and obviously you can just, in a simplistic way, poor special teams cost Nebraska games. There were numerous games, hell, even this year, if they have competent special teams, they win the game. You give them competent kicking at Oklahoma, Ohio State at home, and at Michigan State, they might win all three of those games. Now how does Martinez look? All those things with special teams impact him. Again, football, the ultimate team game. All three phases matter. All eleven guys on the field matter. It all matters, and the reality is, when you look at his situation over the course of his four years, yeah, awful special teams, shaky O line, no help at running back, revolving door there. Some of the worst wide receivers I've seen at a major at, at Nebraska. Not to mention, he was the quarterback during a period that Scott Frost is trying to flip a culture and rebuild a program, which is hard. And he was the quarterback during a pandemic, which impacted everyone and everything. I mean, you can say, oh, everybody had to deal with it, which is fair, but it's hard. And he was the quarterback this, this season, which was arguably the toughest schedule Nebraska has ever played. And he was injured a lot. Knee, first game of his career. Jaw, ankle, shoulder. He The guy missed games due to injury in every season except his junior year, which was the COVID season. And he actually got benched that year for Luke McCaffrey. So he to me I look at Martinez and I see a guy that just saw the deck stacked against him in a in a variety of ways more often than not. But I feel like I can say all of that I can acknowledge all of that but then also recognize the shortcomings that, that he had along the way by his own coach's admission. He didn't. He didn't maybe prepare, or work as hard for his sophomore year. After he maybe bought into the hype a little bit, didn't do all that he needed to do to make sure he was totally ready to rock. And when he was that Heisman candidate, and then you just you, you go through his his career. Martinez was a quarterback that had numerous opportunities to come through in clutch situations to win the game for his team, and the reality is he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Some of those close losses are not on him. Some of those close losses, he made the back-breaking mistake. And what's tough about his career is, I'm not sure he has a defining win or even a defining moment. Unfortunately, he's he's been somewhat defined by a guy that just didn't win. That's not to cast Martinez as a loser and a bum. He's most certainly not. But ultimately, when the dust settles, if this is in fact it, I think I'll remember Martinez, the player, like this. An incredibly talented quarterback who didn't get enough help around him and just didn't win. He's kind of like, I was trying to think of a comp, he's kind of like, and this may be too far back for some of the younger people out there, but like, he's kind of like the Pistol Pete Maravich of Nebraska football. Incredibly talented player, but if you look at his NBA career, not a lot of winning. Incredibly talented player, one of, by all accounts, one of the most jaw-dropping dudes you'll ever pay to see. Not a lot of winning. But I'll But I'll also say this about Adrian Martinez his toughness and who he is as a person pretty special how many dudes would play with their jaw wired shut right i mean and then his you know his grace under pressure and in the spotlight has been impressive right the way he's navigated being one of the most famous people in nebraska for 4 years has been impressive Seems like an A-plus person, a five-star individual. The Dick Pop Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. For window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. We all know the pressure that the starting quarterback is under at Nebraska. I mean, this fan base is passionate. And he always was a stand up guy, man. He never made excuses, he always took ownership. To, to lose consistently, to get criticized frequently, and to stand up after each game and conduct yourself the way he did to the media is not an easy task. It isn't. Imagine being 18, 19, 20 years old. You're halfway across the country, away from home. The weight of the Husker world is on your shoulders, and you just can't get over the freaking hump, and you are getting criticized for it a good amount of the time. I felt like I was fairly mature at age 18, 19, 20, and I look back on it now. Pfft, man, I, I don't know if I'd have handled it as well as he did. And the reality is I'm fairly certain you wouldn't have either. He, he Martinez was a guy that was easy to root for. He was fun to watch play, and he just – he he was seemingly a guy that checked Every single box you could ever want from a quarterback, from an athlete, a role model, except winning. And in a bottom line business like sports are, that's where Adrian Martinez's legacy gets complicated. But I'll say this you know, in sports, there are no guarantees. You can do everything right and still come up short. If this is in fact it for Adrian Martinez at Nebraska, all I can say is that guy was a thrill and a joy to watch play every Saturday. He was. Even though he didn't win, he didn't get his redemption moment this year, for me, what I've come to realize when I've reflected on my life and my athletic career is this the only true pain and regret that comes from sports isn't necessarily the final outcomes. It's in the process of what you did during the journey. If you gave the game and your team everything you had to give, the reality is the deal we all sign with this thing we call sports is you have to live with the revol- with the results and how the chips fall. And unfortunately... The chips seldom fell Adrian Martinez's way. But I can't imagine there's a guy who's more of a winner in the process of his journey at Nebraska than Martinez. We'll see what happens with him moving forward. But for now, all I can do is salute Adrian Martinez. He's a guy that feels like a winner. Even though that's not what his final record in the books will indicate. So, with you, then go. Okay, well, what's next, man? I mean, with Martinez and his future now, like, will he come back to Nebraska? Is he going to transfer? Is he going to retire? Like, what's he going to do? Uh, you know, it's funny. I think this. I think this situation was already really complex. And I think this shoulder injury and potential surgery makes this situa- situation even more complex. Because if, if his shoulder is, is that messed up and he needs to have surgery and his timeline for rehab is, you know, five months or so, oh, man, that greatly, greatly impacts his options and situation and thought process, in my opinion, as I sit from the outside looking in trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Because to me, when you think about it, the, the shoulder injury all but ruins him trying to attack, maybe going to the NFL right now, which was a long shot to begin with, by the way. But so that that option you kind of cross off. The shoulder injury and potential surgery, I think greatly impacts his transfer prospects. Like I, I think he would have I I think that dude would have been a highly sought after guy in the transfer portal. But with his shoulder issue and potential surgery, how eager are teams going to be to take a quarterback whose throwing shoulder is coming off an injury and won't be potentially cleared until the summer? Who, oh, by the way, is talented, but his team's never won. So that situation looks, looks a little different than it did. And then if he stays at Nebraska... The shoulder injury and the potential surgery impacts his ability to win the starting job and learn this new system from this new offensive coordinator since he may not be able to practice or participate in spring football at all. So he was a guy who, in my opinion, had had actually some some decent options on his plate a month ago, a couple weeks ago. But as I see it, this shoulder thing creates... (laughs) I mean, I think it changes his situation a little bit. I've always felt like, from the outside looking in, Martinez wants to make it work at Nebraska. He wants to stay in Lincoln. I think he wants to invest in... like He he wants to see this thing pop and get over the hump. I think he's invested so much blood, sweat, and tears into building this thing up that he wants to see this thing through. That's the sense I get. But I said this on... on 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 a podcast about a week ago, the reality is I think this is largely the next offensive coordinator's choice. Not not saying or suggesting they will force Martinez out or anything like that. But I think this new offensive coordinator, whoever Scott Frost hires, needs to have 100% control over the quarterback situation. So I think Adrian Martinez is looking at a decision of Okay, do you want to roll the dice in the transfer portal? And who knows where that will end up with your options and where you'll end up? And who knows if you'll for sure be the starting quarterback given your shoulder situation and learning a new playbook? You want to do that? Or do you want to roll the dice and stay at Nebraska? And who knows how that situation will look? And who knows if you'll be the starting quarterback next year given the new offensive coordinator and potentially a new system to learn? That's tough. That's tough. I I felt like it was potentially in everybody's best interest just to shake hands, hug, and go their separate ways, because it it had kind of felt like this situation, Martinez in Nebraska, and all that, it kind of felt it. It had just sometimes situations can run run its course, and it's uh, people need to move on, and people need a change. It, it th- that's what it felt like to me. But this shoulder deal changes some stuff for Martinez, in my opinion. And it, you know what? In all reality, it even changes some stuff for how it lands with everyone, and how it lands with Nebraska keeping Martinez for another year, in my opinion. This, if I were Adrian Martinez, I would I would kind of do it like this. I would dip my toe in the transfer portal. Absolutely, you got to you, you've you've busted your butt enough. I think you, you've earn the right to see what uh, what your options are. I would dip my toe in the transfer portal, see what's out there. And then while I'm doing that, also have a sit-down and a, and a one-on-one conversation with Scott Frost and then a one-on-one conversation with who this new offensive coordinator is. And then you line those two situations up. Maybe the situation becomes pretty clear. Well, I like that option way more than this option. But if but if the two options are relatively equal, and he has op and he can go either spot, if I were him, I'd stay at Nebraska. You get to make money off NIL for one more year, and you get to roll the dice for the quarterback spot next season. And 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 continue to help a place get over the hump that you've invested quite a lot into. But I also know that for a guy that's been a four year starter, he wants to start. Right? I'm sure he has. He's not too terribly interested in in you know wearing a hat on the sidelines and signaling signaling in plays to the starter. I'm sure he's not interested in that. Because I know well, oftentimes if you enter or dip your toe in the transfer portal, what you're seeking is guarantees. Because I could understand, I could totally understand how you would go, okay, well, if this school, you know, if school X is telling Adrian, you come here, you're the starter next year, that's one thing. And if Nebraska is saying, you can stay here, but we're going to bring in one or maybe two other quarterbacks that are handpicked by this new offensive coordinator, well, that's another thing. But if, but if the school and transfer portal is saying, hey, man, yeah, you, you're more than welcome here, but it, you're going to have to compete to win the job. And there are no guarantees. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. I got to talk to you guys about something. The Eagles ran Philly Special in Super Bowl 52, right? Remember that trick play? It was incredible. It was amazing. Well, Runza has huddled up, and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly-style Runza? Oh, man. For a limited time only, you can get a Philly-style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center Joel Embiid, you need the Philly-style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and, of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak all wrapped into a runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and runza, I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right. Get your Philly style runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to runza today and get a Philly style runza. Runza makes it all better. And Nebraska's saying, hey, man, you could absolutely stay here. We're going to bring in another guy. You got to compete. Well, I mean, if I were him, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving somewhere that is a, I am like, I know I'm going to go be the guy. If not, like, why wouldn't you want to roll the dice at a place you already know and love and invested so much into? And, oh, by the way, you already have a name and a following. And you can make money off of that with NIL. So, I don't know, man. If you're searching for guarantees, I could see it a lot of different ways based on what these situations look like for him. So, who knows? We'll see what happens. It's... I felt like it was a done deal that he was going to leave. But this shoulder deal changes his his situation a bit, in my opinion. So now, I don't know. And what's interesting is you don't really – you try to read between the lines of, of people that are close to the situation, you feel like no one's got a great handle on it, right? Very, very nuanced, complicated situation to try to assess and digest. Oh, and by the way, Nebraska still does have a game to play, right? God, what a few weeks it's been. Sheesh. I mean, think about just the last couple of weeks. Trev, Trev Alberts announced that Scott Frost is coming back with a bunch of other things, a massive pay cut, you know, buyout, cut in half, all that stuff. But he, you are wondering, is Frost going to come back? It's announced he's coming back. Frost then, that same day, fires four offensive assistant coaches. Greg Austin, offensive line coach. Ryan Held, running backs coach. Matt Lubick, wide receiver and uh, offensive coordinator. And then Mario Verduzco, the quarterback's coach. Oh, by the way, Jojo Doman, after that Ohio State game, announced that he's having surgery and is done. And now for the last game, Adrian Martinez is out. I mean, wow, what a crazy couple of weeks. By the way, in between all that, Nebraska lost another one-score game at Wisconsin. So here comes 9-2 and two Iowa who, by the way, was a four-point underdog to 3-8 and Nebraska in the opening line on Sunday for this game. Obviously, that line has moved now with the Martinez injury news, and Iowa is favored by about a point and a half, which I figured that would be the case. But Nebraska will host Iowa on Black Friday in, in Lincoln, and Logan Smothers will be the starting quarterback. So what do we expect? Who the hell knows? right i mean we have such a limited sample size of smothers and the reality is to me if martinez with a broken jaw that is wired shut and and a high ankle sprain is still a better option than logan smothers to me i set my expectations accordingly that's not to totally dismiss smothers but it's a tough situation for him it's a tough situation for Logan Smothers to get thrown out there for his first start in the final game of the season against an extremely opportunistic turnover-forcing team in Iowa. And, you know, the other thing, and this is something Chick and I talked about on on, on another podcast, Chick and Nick, I bet you should go download that and listen to that as well. If, if Logan Smothers goes out there and balls out and Nebraska wins or comes through late in the clutch and Nebraska wins a one-score game for a change that would create an interesting reaction to martinez and this season you know it would which isn't it, that isn't entirely fair but we all know that that's what it'll be Because you know it and I know it. If Smothers goes out and plays well and Nebraska wins a close game and he's good in the clutch, those that have already felt that Frost was too loyal to Adrian Martinez will really have their hands up like, dude, what the fuck? What? Which, again, is probably too overly simplistic, but at the same time, I get the spirit of what that camp is, is have their, you know, their, their saying. I get it. So the complications to this quarterback situation and Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost in this season could take an interesting turn with a win. But don't get it twisted. Nebraska needs a win. A win win would go a long ways for morale around these parts. Morale and confidence and belief. And it would be a nice way to end what has been an emotional and frustrating season. So, as always, there is no shortage of storylines with Husker football. All the way up until the final game. I would give you a prediction. I don't know. I mean, I lean Iowa just because I. it's hard for me to just hop on board with picking you know, a, a, his first start of his career in Smothers. It's hard for me to just say, "Yep, I think he's going to." I don't know. I I lean Iowa, but at the same time, I've I I think this Nebraska team. I think they're the best three and eight team ever. <laughs> I mean, again, like we said, how many three and eight teams in the history of college football with legitimate Vegas point spreads? How many three and eight teams have ever been favored over a nine and two team? They didn't have some, you know, a bunch of massive injuries or something with that with that nine and two team. Nebraska's three and eight, and they were favored by four over nine and two Iowa. Now, you could say, well, that's more also an indictment on, on nine and two Iowa. Okay. I mean, that's fine, but uh, listen, three and eight Nebraska being better than three and eight has to impact that as well. So I don't know. I think is good enough to win this game. I think they're good enough to win this game by 10. I, I think th- I could also see a scenario where this thing gets away from them. Some others throws a handful of picks. Nebraska gets crushed in the special teams department. And Iowa wins, you know, 21-6, 20, 21-10. I don't know. It's really hard to predict a game in which you have no idea what to expect from the, from your quarterback. And I, I, I have no idea what to expect from Logan Smothers. No idea. But I'll be intrigued to see what he looks like. It'll be intriguing to see what what it looks like with, with Smothers out there. And Bo Rude and I will have the, the recap pod for you. Be the final recap pod of the season. God, that's sad. These seasons go, they, and in some ways, the Illinois game on week zero back in late August feels like it was an eternity ago. In some ways, it feels like it was like a week ago. These things go fast, man. They go fast. But something tells me we're going to have a very interesting offseason spring ball with all these hires and different stuff. It's going to be an interesting. There's going to there, there's going to continue to be a lot of intrigue around the program for a variety of reasons. Okay, reminders, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Click that subscribe button. It helps me out. Leave a five-star rating and a review. It all helps you, boy, out. Make sure you also subscribe to the YouTube page. Post a lot of our, our videos on YouTube. Subscribe. You know, leave a comment. It all helps your boy out as well. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. Media Production.